Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Come meet me at the museum with Alan and Daniel. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. Everyone, come gather around. Your favorite sound We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long We'll talk the games and all the rest About the team that we love best We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long We're gonna talk about the Cardinals all night long Good evening and welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Dan Shopdell, C70 at the bat, at C70 on Twitter. Usually with me, Alan Medlock from Red Dirt River, a Medlock one on Twitter. But, you know, as you all know by now, uh, Alan's doing the high school coaching thing. I asked him tonight how things were going. Team is two and four, which is they only won three games at all last year, so they seem to be improving. Had a chance to play at the Tulsa Driller Stadium this week as well, so um things are going well for the Tulsa Hell Rail Ra- um t- Tulsa Hell Rangers it's hard to say that quickly um looking forward to seeing how well they improve the, the rest of the way into their conference season but joining me tonight um the father half of the only cardinal father-son podcast I've got Richard McGill you'll find him at Richard McGill 89 uh the podcast is playing catch podcast you find that at playing catch pod on twitter uh, and you hit up his son, uh, 
Mosaic RBW is his Twitter handle. Um, Richard, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm great. I'm great, Daniel. I appreciate you having me. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. You guys are. I think I've told you privately, but you guys are kind of the gold standard for us in in how to run a podcast. So uh, it, it's a real pleasure. Well, I just want to make sure. Did. Yeah, I just want to make sure you, you you wanted me because you've started with some great. <laughs> I mean, you started with Katie Wu and, and, and Brendan, and you've had Kyle Reese, who hopefully kept his shirt on, and, and all these other guys. I mean, you know, the Ben's of the world, you get, you've had just about every Ben in, in Cardinal Nation on, and, yeah. uh, and you know, down to last week. Week. Yeah, okay, week. Yeah, next week, are they? The other two Ben's, uh, <laughs> yes, we'll have some of them. Um, but it's, but... It's, it's good company. Uh, I, yeah. I, I'm very, I'm honored to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you, and I've been enjoying listening to your podcast. And um, you know, it's a it's a unique um, twist on this. Um, how have you found? I mean, what I can't remember six, seven episodes in. I may be wrong. I may be short. Yeah, you a yeah, bit. yeah. Um, you know, we we're kind of we hope to speed things up with more weekly things once the season gets started. Um, but yeah, we're it's it's fun. We're finding our voice now. I think after the fifth episode, we kind of hit our stride. Um, you know, it's just something that um, Truman and I have always shared, just a passion for baseball. Um, and, and just thinking about it, it's kind of the old, you know, let's let's go ha- have a catch in the backyard, um, mm-hmm. as as they say. On uh, you want to have a catch on Field mm-hmm. of Dreams. I don't know who actually says that, but. Um, you know, I can, I mean, we were throwing the ball in the yard from time he was four or five and, and, uh, he's playing high school ball now. And, and we still just sit around and dissect the games as we're watching them. And, and I think my wife suggested, Hey, why don't you guys do a podcast? You talk about it all the time now. And so kind of grew from there and, and I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I know I've only got two and a half more years before he heads off to college. So it's, it's even more personal for me than it is him, but I think he's got an impressive knowledge of, of the game overall of the Cardinals, uh, that most 16 year olds don't have, or don't care to have even, Mm -hmm. but, uh, it's fun and, and he's getting more comfortable with it. So, uh, it's, it's really been exciting for, for me as, as the dad. Yeah. I think listening to it, I don't and I told you this earlier that uh, if you were just to ask how old is Truman, then I think <laughs> yeah. you would expect him to be a little, you know, nineteen twenty, something like in that range. I don't, I don't yeah. think he comes across a sixteen-year-old, which is which is good. And yeah, I, I understand, yeah. know what you're saying too. My my son is, you know, graduating here in a couple of months and uh, uh, head up to Fayetteville, which is not, you know, a couple hours away, so it's not too bad. But you know, it's, it is that change of life that uh, you want to be ready for. So to have this opportunity to, to do this and who knows, you know, who knows how it goes. If you, if you make it the two and a half years and if you do, then how you adjust when he's in college, I'm sure there's, there's obviously ways to do it, but uh, it's fun. And I hope y'all continue to enjoy it. And uh, we get some updates on, on how Truman's playing ball too. Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, his, his varsity team starts tomorrow. So we're not, uh, not quite as, as far along as Allen's team is, but uh He's got his first game Monday and Tuesday, so we're I'm ready to to get started. I'm not ready to sit in 40 degree weather to watch <laughs> baseball, but I'm ready to see it happen. Uh, I've been to yeah. a couple of scrimmages and and I'm just I've coached a lot of those kids, and so it's exciting to get to get to watch them play uh, at the high school level. Yeah. 
Um, so you get you're getting this chance to watch those games. We have had a chance a little bit to watch Cardinal baseball over the last couple of weeks. The it's kind of hard for me to believe, but you know, two weeks from today, there's no baseball because we're the day after opening day. Um, the season is coming upon us pretty quickly. Um, just as we get to this point where I feel like spring training starts to get a little bit more serious, although with the world baseball classic, it's a little bit hard to judge. Um, just coming up to this point, what's been your takeaway from, from the spring for the Cardinals? You know, I thought, uh, at, at the start of, of camp before the game started, Ollie really talked about competition and I, you know, I know it's, I thought, man, it's just manager speak of trying to get his guys ready. Uh, I saw competition in the bullpen, but I thought, you know, the, the starting nine was, was pretty solid, maybe question mark at who would be the DH, although you had four or five, six good choices, but, but we're really seeing guys step up to that challenge. And so, you know, guys like Nolan Gorman with, with his swing change and, and trying to, trying to hit that high fastball. He's, he's played well. He's looked better at the plate. I mean, he's hit the high fastball some and, and just not chasing as much. Uh, so you got competition there, you know, Jordan Walker and, and Mason Wynn are, are just balling like nobody expected. And, and I think all Cardinal fans had high expectations, but Jordan's just been unbelievable, but, um, you know, Mason Wynn, uh, it just, he's doing everything. I mean, he's hitting with power. He's, he's showing off his speed. He showed off his arm a few times. And so, uh, I think those, those things, um, are really exciting because you see the future, even if, if some of these guys don't play a lot to start the year, or even during this year, you see the future, um, and it's exciting because I I don't know in my lifetime that I've seen this amount of talent at the position player level, both in the minors and, and in the majors. And so that's exciting. I think over the last two weeks, these next two weeks rather, that uh, the bullpen will kind of shake out. You're right that it, it it's – you know, with the World Baseball Classic, you've got you've had guys spread everywhere across the whole across the whole world, really. And uh, um, but but all those guys that went somewhere have have really shown up. Even you know guys like Zuniga and and um, Wilking Rodriguez have all shown pretty well. Obviously, Goldie and Arenado have done well. Um, but you know now we've got the probably most popular player in baseball on the Japan team. And I'm not talking about Shohei Otani. I mean, Newt (laughs) has, has, has taken the whole country of Japan by storm played well. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested to see how these guys at at playing at these high levels of competition. Uh, I mean, those games that the U S have played have been tied at times and and Arenado and, and Goldie both have been stepping up, but uh, Tyler O'Neill had a great World Baseball Classic. Uh, Edmonds back in camp, I think, will play tomorrow. So I, I'm interested to see are they kind of further along than what some of these others are, just because of the 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 level of excitement and, and intensity that they've been playing. So it 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 it's kind of hard to say. Okay, well, these guys have been doing great, but they're not with the team, and and these guys have done well, but they're just 
it's spring training. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what it's going to look like when they're all back together. But I, I really think it's going to kickstart their season a little quicker um, with, because of the intensity that all of these starters have had uh, mm-hmm. on their respective teams. Yeah, I definitely, definitely can't hurt as long as you stay healthy, um, which right. yeah. unfortunately uh-huh. has been an issue um, as we saw with Edwin Diaz, but um yeah, I mean, yeah, you hate to see that. Yeah. 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 Even yeah. though he's a Mets player, I mean, you hate to see that. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to <laughs> see anybody get hurt like that at all. Um, and, you know, then you also, not only do you not want people to get hurt at all, you don't really want the whole conversation that happens afterwards with people complaining about the WBC and then people not complaining about the WBC and, you know, the whole back and forth and, uh, pretty much everybody looking kind of at least some some looking kind of stupid when they're doing it, you know. Um, well, and, and, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree because I I mean I'm watching teams that don't have Cardinals in it just because mm-hmm. it's 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 fun baseball and and the crowds are exciting, especially the you know kind of the the um, Dominican and Puerto Rico and Mexico teams. Man, their fans have have been great, and it's loud, and and they're everybody's just having fun on the field, and mm-hmm. and and uh, you've seen a lot of quotes even even since the Diaz injury that these guys care more about this than the World Series. Yeah. Some of them say that anyway. I mean, you're in the moment, but um, it it means a lot to some of these guys to be playing for their country, and, and it's the only opportunity they have since there's not Olympics anymore uh, for baseball. So. It, it's it, it just they're taking it all i mean every one of them are taking it serious but they're having fun and it's i it, i don't like the conversation that oh this is worthless and right now that's just coming from mets fans but um and i get why they're upset but mm-hmm. um i, I want to see this continue and i think they're doing it again in what 2026 maybe is the next time so i hope it continues i hope that the uh u.s team gets uh some better starters maybe no offense to the michaelis and wainwrights of the world but uh uh their bullpen's been outstanding and and some of the starters have and i know they got lance lynn going tomorrow against puerto rico so um that'll be a a great game to watch i'm going to make sure that (laughs) i block out that time to be able to catch that game yeah, be careful though. I mean, I know it's been a while, but you know, Yachty did catch Lance Lynn too. So, um, oh yeah, that's true. Lance, yeah, Lance, yeah. Lance probably developed and evolved a little think, bit since his Cardinal days. So, I think they'll be expecting the fastball, one of probably, you know, four seam, two seam so. sinker, whatever. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty much all he's going to throw. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been, it has been interesting and it's been different to see this spring. And it's been so long since we've had a, a WCBC spring. I mean, yeah, you know, next year is going to be, you know, after after the WC this year, after lockout last year, after COVID the year before that, and COVID the year before that. Um, you know, next year's spring training is going to feel, you know, kind of blah uh, after all said and done, probably. But, um, but it has given it, it, it has given opportunities in spring and opportunities that haven't necessarily fully been taken um and we think mainly about you know paul de young again a guy that Mm -hmm. came into spring with a lot of expectations a lot of needing to prove something 
um, you know, did a whole swing change, did a whole lot of, you know, there's lots of stories about how he kind of revamped everything and went to this and that. And, you know, hoping that he could come into to, to camp and, you know, with Tommy Edmond gone, would get a lot of starts. And yet injuries have kept him off the field and Mason Wynn has played so well that not that he is keeping Paul DeYoung off the, off of the, mm-hmm. uh, out of starting, but because it's spring, but it's also, you know, if you're going to have to watch somebody, I'd rather watch Mason Wynn. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what does this mean for Paul DeYoung? I mean, he's still hurting. Um, he, they're hoping that he, I think they said he was doing a little bit better that, you know, they're still hoping that he'll be able to get into some games before the end of the spring training. But I mean, what does this, what does it do for him? You know, I, all, all winter, I know a lot of people, a lot of fans, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, wanted Paul DeYoung gone. Mm-hmm. And I completely understood why the Cardinals were going to stick with him. I mean, there's a nine plus million dollars, uh, on a contract that that he's guaranteed, and and you, you you take even the good defense that he can provide if he's not hitting in a in a pinch, you know, maybe not right. long term um, IL stint for Edmund or whatever. But I understood it. Um, I've really I've really started thinking about this maybe a little more uh, after your after your podcast episode with um, talking about birds guys. Um, and talking about him and, and, you know, Donovan played short a game this week. I think, uh, you know, I don't think Mason Wynn takes a bench spot. Uh, you know, he needs to be playing every day at, at Memphis or, or St. Louis, either one. And I, I don't see him starting over Edmund, obviously, uh, or Donovan with Edmund at second yet anyway. Right. So I, I, I'll, I, I just thought that DeYoung had a, a spot locked up. I don't think that anymore. Um, mm. I think that, um, you know, if, if something were to happen in, in the middle of a game that you could slide Donovan over uh, to, to finish a game at short. Um, and then you've got, you know, if it's an extended period of time that Edmonds out, you've got Mason Wynn, hopefully in Memphis. Uh, maybe Springfield, but I, I can see them starting him in Memphis, um, you know, on a short trip to St. Louis and ready the next day. I think he's he's really opened eyes. Um, you know, I don't think Fermin's ready at all. I think he's been hurt too. So I, I just saw DeYoung as the only shortstop backup. But I think Gorman's proven enough that, that he can play second and third. He's getting some time at third, obviously, with Arenado and the WBC I, I just think there's enough pieces to move around that you're okay for half a game or, you know, an additional game after that if Edmonds down. I mean, Edmonds really the only guy that can do it every day. But if you've got a backup in Memphis like like Wynn, I, I don't know what they do. I mean, I don't know if you put, you know, DFAM, hope somebody takes a chance on him. Uh, maybe he, he does – take the field over these next two weeks, but I, I think he's really put himself in a position that, that maybe he doesn't make the team with, with some of these other guys hitting so well. And, um, you know, Gorman, especially, uh, some of the outfielders. Um, I just don't know that there's a spot when, when this team has kind of craved some, 
some offense over the last couple of years. Um, I just think they've, they've got to seize on, on what's there. Now, the fact that he's under contract, it might give you a little time. Maybe you start the season with him, and if he doesn't do much or doesn't get healthy, then, then you make a move in April or May. But, yeah, I, I mean, until this week, I thought his spot was pretty solidified, and I, I really don't feel that way now. I think I was reading, I think I'm pretty sure it was Jeff Jones that was writing about this this week, and he made the uh, theory, uh, possibility, that DeYoung starts the, in, the year on the injured list, then takes a rehab through Memphis, and then, you know, you're looking at, you know, mid-April, late April, before you have to really make a decision about whether he needs to make this roster. Uh, yeah, I can definitely a, see that happening. Yeah, I Go could ahead. too. I could too. Um, and I don't, I'm going to guess, I, and I should have looked this up before, but I, I don't think he's got any options left. I know they used one last year and, and maybe a year before that. So maybe they do, but um, yeah, that's a, that's a great point uh, by Jeff. Um, I, I can definitely see that happening too. And that, and again, that gives them, a little bit of time and, and still if you need to make a move in April or May, you do so. Yeah. The kicker with the young is they sent him down last year, just a few days before he was going to hit the, um, that's right. Yeah. The, the lay the level five years in the big leagues or whatever it was that meant you couldn't be sent down without your consent. And so when yeah. they brought it back up, of course he passed that level. So, you know, he's not going to Memphis if he didn't want to go to Memphis. Right, I think they right. may still have an option on him, but yeah, again. And it's and it's a situation where could you see if he was healthy, could you see him being waived and then, you know, pick because nobody I don't think anybody's gonna take him at nine million dollars. You know, is it a situation where they you know have an agreement, okay, you we're gonna put you on waivers and so you can go to Memphis. Um, but he does have an option. So if he's, if he's good with that, they just option him. Um, I, I, I gotta say that, yeah, you're right. The $9 million is enough to make them at least pause on a waiver. I think they would do it if they had a clear backup. Um, but like you said, there's just, just not anybody there that, you know, if Tommy Edmonds out for two or three weeks and yeah, you're finding a spot and bringing up Mason win, but you know, do you bring up Mason Wynn if, if Tommy Edmond is out for, you know, 10 days? I don't think so. You know, but do you want Brendan Donovan starting there for 10 days? I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, would you rather, you know, have Brendan Donovan still playing second base at least some of that time and have a guy like Paul DeYoung out there some of the rest of the time? I think that's probably what they'd rather. So I would not be surprised if the IL juggling around thing happens especially if they're trying to get a little bit more look at somebody else um you know maybe they're trying to decide between yepes and and gorman or or something like that and so if de young goes on the injured list that's one more guy that can take north and try to figure that out um i I expect that's probably what we're going to see but uh it's going to be i think it's one of the more interesting storylines for the next couple weeks yeah i agree And, and and i think what makes it even more interesting is DeYoung is really just a shortstop now. I mean, I know he played third and second in the minors, but he hasn't played it at all since he's been up. Um, so the, the position flexibility isn't there um, and the contract and all that. So it, it, 
I, I agree. And, and I didn't think it was much of a storyline at all until this past week, week and a half when he's not getting those starts while Edmund's gone, like you said. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely one of the more intriguing storylines of, of, of how they, they fit this 26 man roster and, and, and put all the pieces together before opening day. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh there's a lot of, like you're talking about the competition is real. Um, and again, you're right. A lot of times in the, in the past, they've kind of had a finger on the scale, right? There was, okay, there's a fifth competition, but yeah, Carlos Martinez is going to get that because of all these various options. And it's just going to have to be completely outpitched for him. Not we're yeah, going to call it a yeah. competition, but it's not really. And, and, and you know, even, even Marmol said, Hey, we've done that in the past, but that's not what we're doing this year. And I think it's, I think it's fair to say that now, you know, and we'll get to the, you know, the elephant in the room, if you will, <laughs> or the, or the top prospect in the room. Um, you know, just because Jordan Walker has, quote, quote, earned his spot onto the roster, which he's played well enough. Uh, you know, I don't want to say earned as in a negative connotation. I just don't know that he's actually got it yet. Um, you know, that doesn't mean, even if they send him down, that doesn't mean the competition wasn't real. Um, because I think there's, well, one, there's a good chance they don't send him down. And two, they've, you know, that's that's what this competition is about. It doesn't mean that necessarily the best man gets the job, but that's you know that's the way you you hope for. Um, Cardinals make a move this week, putting Freddie Pachenko on waivers to get him off the forty man. A gamble that does not pay off for them, as the Tigers claimed him, but did free up a forty man spot. Is yeah, is I, that what does that mean for you? It's it's weird to me because. I, you know, Pacheco's a little older for, for a, a prospect. I mean, I think he's 24, will be 25 soon, maybe. But, you know, this is a team that is seeking strikeouts. And he's a guy that, that can strike out, you know, on average 11 Ks per nine, uh, sometimes up to 12, somewhere in that range, which is great, especially for this roster. And I mean, he really, he never got a chance last year and which was a little surprising. I mean, Truman and I have talked about that a few times that why didn't they bring him up? You know Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we love James nail as much as anybody, but I was kind of surprised sometimes that nail came up over, over Pacheco. So I, I don't know if they were just trying to sneak him through, but usually when, when they do this in spring training, there's a corresponding move coming, Mm. uh, you know, either, Hey, this guy's kind of earned a spot on the 40 man and he's, he's not on it yet. We expect him to break camp or, or there's a trade or whatever, and nothing else happened. And so I, you know, I've been so busy. I haven't really followed up with, with any of the reports on it that maybe Gould or, or Katie had, but, um, it, it was surprising to me just because I thought something else has to follow this. Um, I don't, I don't know that he's a, a huge, huge loss to the team. I mean, you know, you've, like I said, uh, um, the guys that have kind of proven themselves in the world baseball classic, uh, Rodriguez and, um, let's see, our, the other one already left my mind. I said his name all ago. Um, uh, yeah. So it, 
you know, those guys have kind of stepped up and, and, and maybe they've got a better shot and, and the organization thinks highly or higher of them. Um, but it just, it just seemed weird without some extra move. And, and, you know, I thought the only move that really made sense from, from the current roster was, oh, they're going to announce some type of contract with Jordan Walker, similar to what Corbin Carroll with the Diamondbacks got last mm. week. And so, and that didn't happen. So it, it's, it's weird to me. It's, it's not Cardinal like, so I don't know. I, and, and the thing we haven't mentioned is that Freddie's hurt, you know, and yeah. so maybe they think the, the injury is more serious than what they thought. Um, and that he's not going to pitch for a while. So, um, and that they were going to have to make a move with him anyway. I don't know. Um, but it just seemed weird. Just seemed weird. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I know that we talk about swing and miss stuff, and that's always good, but this bullpen is, I mean, if there's any place on this staff that has that, it's the bullpen, right, with with Helsley, yeah. with Hicks, um, Gallegos, others than that. So, and I'm always a little, I don't know why, maybe I shouldn't be, but I'm always a little leery about what, you know, if a guy's already a reliever prospect, then, you know, I guess I'm still in the old school mindset that, you know, you develop starters and then they turn into relievers or something yeah. of that nature. Yeah. Um, guys are, guys are starters because they, they can do it. The guys that are relievers yeah. are usually the guys that, that weren't good enough to be a starter. Kind of how it, how it used to be. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. But we're yeah. old. And so. uh, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So, <laughs> um, but, and you know, the, the volatility of relievers in general, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't tend to get too worked up about a reliever prospect. Um, you know, that said, um, you know, yeah, maybe it was that the injuries were there and they thought, okay, well, everybody's, you know, still trying to figure out their team. So they don't necessarily know if they need a pitcher or not. And he's kind of hurt. And so maybe nobody will take a chance on him. Let's do it now. But yeah. for the most part, this is the kind of if if and this is a big if because we don't really know but if they were doing this to free up a spot for jordan walker you don't have to do it now right i mean we have seen the cardinals last year or year before i can't remember when but we were i kept talking on on this show we kept writing about they were gonna have i think it was i think it was outfield you know they were gonna have an outfield situation because somebody Mm -hmm. Somebody was about to come off the injured list and they didn't have any real spots on the 40, they're going to have to make a move. Well, you know, like the day before somebody gets off the injured list, somebody else got hurt, you know, and it mm-hmm. was yeah. always something. And so I, I, not that I want anybody to get hurt, but you know, if you get down to the last game of spring, you don't know if somebody's going to need to go on the 60 day DL and so our injured list. And mm-hmm. So then you've freed up that 40 man spot without losing anybody, at least, at least for a while. Right. Um, you don't know if, you know, a player's going to play bad enough that you're going to just want to wave them. I, it felt like this is a move they could have waited to do that. They didn't wait to do it is odd because yeah. yeah I, it, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And, and that's why I, th- I say that it's uncardinal, you know, mm-hmm. liked because you're right. I mean, you see moves like this made the day before opening day or or opening day, usually when rosters have to be set. And and 
you know, I say all the time, a lot of these problems are going to take care of themselves, whether it's injury mm-hmm. or, you know, sometimes a trade will pop up. I mean, it, and so it just seemed that the timing seemed odd and, and maybe you're right that, okay, he's hurt. He's not going to pitch for a while. Most teams do have a full 40 man right now. And, and so, um, until they start making cuts right before opening day. And so maybe they thought they could sneak him through, but it, it just seems weird and odd and, and maybe it doesn't end up being a big thing at all, but I just, I keep waiting on the corresponding move and we're what three days past the waivers. So I, I don't know. It, it is weird though. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it either, but it does free up that spot. And I mean, I have been pretty adamant about saying, I don't think Jordan Walker's going to start the year in St. <laughs> Louis. Um, in part because of the, of the batters they have in part, because there wasn't an easy way to get him on the 40 man. Well, now there's an easy way to get him on the 40 man. Right. And I'm starting to come around to the idea that they're going to try to make this work. Um, I mean, I, I think right now, if you put, you know, put truth serum on them, it's probably Walker O'Neill and Newt with, um, Carlson as the fourth outfielder. And maybe there's some sort of basically like a carousel playing out there, but, um, I'm starting to think that that's the way they're going to go with this. And then Alec Burleson goes back to Memphis, even though he did so well there last year. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah, I just don't see the logic unless, because uh, I was listening to the talking about bird guys today and they're talking about possibility that it's for like a backup catcher. Cause I don't think, I don't know. I don't remember if Trey Barrera is actually on the 40 man or not. Um, but I feel like if Andrew Kisner is not on this team, I know they could option him, but it feels to me like if he's not the backup, then they probably just should let him go. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I know they don't, you know, I don't know. seems weird. Well, and, and, and I'm glad you brought up, you know, those guys because listening to, to you, uh, your show last week with them, it, it it did get me thinking about Kisner and Barrera as well because, um, you know, and I, I don't remember which one of them is not a fan at all of Kisner, but That's um, yeah, I thought so. I just didn't want to say it without uh, <laughs> attributing it to the wrong. Anyway, uh, just looking real quick, Barrera is not on the forty man. Yeah, um, but I don't. Here's the problem with with sending either Barrera or or uh, Kisner to Memphis is that Ivan Herrera is, is at Memphis mm-hmm. and he's he's the next in line. Um, now that line just got extended five years when they signed Contreras, but I mean you, you still if he's either meant to be a backup or or trade capital later on, you've got to have. Herrera playing every day and he, he's his catching is, is the thing that needs more work than than hitting so he can't I mean I I know he DH some last year but um yeah I I agree I mean it, it's either Kisner is the backup or or you let him go and I I'm not a he's not a guy that overwhelms you offensively he's not a good framer he's not you know he's he's got a good arm but um, he's probably good with the pitching staff because he's he's been around for four or five years. But yeah, I just 
Uh, and Barrera seems to have a little bit of favor. It seems like um, it, it's not a position battle that I've watched closely, but but yeah, I completely agree that that either Kiz is the backup or or you let him go. Um, and, and and maybe he's he's savoring that chance because man, I mean, you talk about not getting respect this off season. Yeah, uh, yeah. the Cardinals had one one stated goal over you know, several other minor goals, but it was getting a catcher. And, um, you know, for a while, a couple of years ago, we thought he was the heir apparent to, to Yachty. And once Yachty finally retires, he's got no chance at, at being a starter because they were going to find somebody, you know, no matter what. So, yeah, I completely agree that that he's the backup or he's gone. And I, and I can certainly see a situation where where they would get rid of him. And I and I like him. I mean, he's a he's a good kid. Um, he's he's never seemed like he never complains. Seems like the other players love him. Um, and I know that doesn't show up in the stats always, but but he seems like a great teammate and great kid. And and but maybe you know maybe he gets a chance somewhere to play a little more because I mean Contreras is here for five years, and, and yeah. so at some point Kisner's reign with the you know. He's not going to be here those whole five years, so you know maybe it's it's better to do it now than later. Yeah, I I don't know. You look at usage this spring because right, I don't know. You know we again we still try to struggle about how much to actually care for what the stats look like, but usage this spring, Kisner's got ten games and twenty seven at bats, and Barrero's got seven games but just nine at bats. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Barrera's only, you know, only hit was a home run. So there's, there's that. And because only has, you know, his hitting 148, but I, you know, I still think looking at this again, it's not what it used to be, right? It's not Yachty really playing 140 games, but sure. it's still only probably once or twice a week. You're going to run a Kisner out there. Mm-hmm. He's had good success. I think with, with Michaelis and somebody else. So maybe it's one of those things where you see him a lot on a Michaelis start or, a, you know, not necessarily a, you know, personal catcher, but maybe something close to that. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. I think they brought Barrera in. I think Barrera, I mean, whoever, I mean, they could send Kisner down and have him be the backup in Memphis, but yeah, then it's like, eventually you just, you cut bait with him because that's, if, if you're sending a guy like Kisner down to be the backup at Memphis, then there's really not much future for him in St. Louis. Right. Um, I don't think unless something, you know, remarkable happens, um, which hopefully can, we've seen flashes of, of, you know, good stretches out of Kisner. And, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, well, and, and, you know, and maybe, this may, this, this may yeah. be one of those situations too, where the contract itself is, is, a big reason for the decision. I mean, if Barrera is just mm-hmm. on a minor league contract, you know, you, you keep the numbers at least to start the year because of the depth, you know, because of injuries yeah. Yeah. that, that are go- going to happen. I mean, they're going to happen. Sure. And so, you know, maybe the easy choice is keeping Kisner now and, and Barrera, um, you know, doesn't have to work on his defense as much as Ivan Barrera. And so Barrera goes down yeah. and DH is, four or five times a week and catches the other two or, or whatever. So I can see that happening. Now, does that mean that Kiz is, is the, the backup all season? No, 
Um, but it's, it's definitely something, you know, similar to the DeYoung situation where, um, you've got backups that, um, you know, we've been focused so much on, okay, well, who's going to be the center fielder? Who's going to be the DH? Who's going to be at second base? Who's going to be in the bullpen? But you hadn't really thought about the bench as much. I mean, it's, it's just not at the forefront and, and these guys are longtime Cardinals that, that have been given a lot of chances and, and, Maybe we're seeing the, those last chances these next two weeks, and, and maybe it's the next two months. But um, they're, they're both very, very – DeYoung and Kisner both are very interesting storylines, I think, uh, as we as we get closer to opening day. Yeah, I think, you know, this at this point in time, most springs, you pretty got a good, pretty good chance of getting the 25 or 26, <laughs> yeah. depending on when you've done it, man roster right. Maybe off by one or so, but – because there's always been those surprises, right? Jordan Hicks getting that elevation there at the end of, of that spring training so that, mm-hmm. you know, nobody mm-hmm. saw that coming. And there's always something like that. But for the most part, but I think there's so many things that are up in the air, right? The bullpen is up in the air, outfield. Um, I mean, you pretty much know the starting rotation, but then, you know, who's your, you know, are you sending down a, a Hudson or a Woodford to be stretched out or do you keep them into the bullpen um, for a long man? Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that are still, still to be decided. And I think even when they, when they hand down that final 26 man roster, the ones that are going to go to St. Louis and ride around in the convertibles, um, they, we're going to be surprised at, at some people that make it and some, some people that don't. I agree. And, and, um, you know, you touched on that, that outfield with, um, with, with um, Dylan being the the fourth guy, well, it, you know, it, at the start, O'Neill said he wanted to play some center field, um, and, and we've seen, you know, he did it for Canada. He did it before he left. Uh, Newt's been playing center for for Japan, and so mm-hmm. I think those guys. I think Dylan's the better defensive center fielder by far. Uh, I really like the way he plays. He's just smoother. Um, gets better reads on balls, I think, uh, at least going back. And, and so I like Dylan as, as the center fielder, but um, and I, I think there's room for all four more than I, than I did. I, I'm like you. I thought mm-hmm. something really has to happen maybe with one of those three for Jordan Walker to make the team. And, and it, it's just it, it, he's making it harder and harder for me to see the opening there. Um, I thought Nolan Gorman would probably be going back to Memphis and I'm not sure that that's the case now. Um, so it, it's, yeah, I, I don't know that we've been this far into spring and not had, you know, 23 spots, 22 spots figured out. And, and I don't think we're close to that right now when you count the bullpen too. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, you know, and I've said this before on the show when, it just, we get focused on opening day roster and it'll change within a week or two, you know, I mean, there's always going to be ups and downs and people getting hurt and people get optioned and who knows what the case may be. And um, so there's still a possibility of that. And, and, you know, we'll see 50 different people throughout the season, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's still, I mean, you know, that's, that's what our focus is. We kind of see what that kind of gives you an idea of what this team wants to be, if you will. And, I'm, 
like I said, I'm just so very interested in seeing if that this has been a strong enough spring to get Jordan Walker. Cause it's not quite been Pujols 2001, but it's been really, really good. I mean, um, it's, it's hard to deny what Jordan Walker brings to the table. Yeah. And, and so many people focus on the power, but I mean, just his hit tool, just overall hit tools. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and his speed is, is, and, and I, I see people say, Oh, he's not that fast, but then you see, 29.7 feet per second which is elite he just doesn't look fast and i think it's because he's so big that you know compared to mason Wynn, who looks fast when he's running mm. jordan looks almost i mean it's like so big that it doesn't seem like it but he he does everything well and and again he's he he just kind of has star written on him you know you can see it yeah and, and just He's so engaging. His his teammates love him. I mean, in, in interviews, he's great. And not that that has anything to do with whether he makes the team or not, but at least the interview part. But yeah. I just, I, I find it hard. I think the interesting thing is, is the rule that if they're on the, the opening day roster and finish, you know, top two or three in the, in the rookie of the year voting, then you get an extra draft pick. And I think, mm. I think that may play a bigger part than, than what we're really thinking, especially in a year where the, the Cardinals don't have a first round draft pick, not, not that they'd get it for this year, but for next year, you get that right. extra pick after losing your first rounder the year before would, would be pretty big, you know, and you want all the picks for Randy Flores that you can get. <laughs> so, um, I think that that's playing a part too, but I, you know, who's the guy that's on the bench that, that we could project on the bench, maybe Nolan Gorman, but I mean, there's not another guy that would hit as well as, as Walker. And, and yeah, you want him playing every day, but the, I think the dilemma becomes, okay, if Walker makes it, that really means Gorman doesn't get much many at bats at all or Yepes, you know, and, and those are two that, that I think people see, um, as, as bench players, especially Gorman, if, if DeYoung's not around. So, or maybe those two, the fourth outfielder and, and Kisner are, are, you know, maybe that's the bulk of your bench, but um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that Dylan's done much to really separate himself. Um, and I don't think spring stats mean a lot. Uh, I think performance, you know, if a guy, is hitting 200, but is he's hitting the crap out of the ball just right at people? I, I you know, or a guy sitting 500, but he's doing it against end of the game, you know, single yeah. A relievers. So we can't, you know, the average fan doesn't have the data that the team does and in, in, in the actual statistics. But everything that that Jordan's done has been against good pitchers and it's all been hit hard and he's, he's been everything that's advertised. And so I, I really, I'm like you, I didn't think that he had a chance coming into spring training. Um, I, I've changed my mind and I think he's got a great chance that, you know, if he bombs these next two weeks, maybe they send him down, but if he holds his own these next two weeks, I think he makes the opening day roster. And I think he's starting uh, probably in left field, on opening day. Yeah. I do think there's one thing, you know, they 
that that stat was floating around this what a week or so ago where Jordan Walker was like top twenty in in mm, pitcher quality mm-hmm. based. Now I don't know exactly how they generate that, but my right. guess would be they're they're taking it based on you know the prior year stats. You know, there's a difference between placing Max Scherzer in you know <laughs> the first week of spring training versus facing Max Scherzer, especially at the end of the season, but anytime during the season, right? I mean, these, right. these guys come to spring training, especially early on and getting their groove They're They're finding their, you know, they're going to throw a pitch. They don't necessarily normally throw in the count that count just to see what happens, you know, and, and I'm not trying to say that Jordan Walker is just, you know, is getting the benefit of all that. Don't get me wrong, but sure. I do think it's very difficult to say, Oh well, he's faced because you know one. I think one of the pitchers, one of the home runs he hit off of was Johnny Cueto, right? Which <laughs> guy that's probably not in the top twenty because he has been around and, and has struggled a little bit some, but he's still a quality major league pitcher. Um, you know, where, how does that factor in? But you know, was was Cueto just you know okay? I'm throwing fastballs to sitting, or you know, and and Walker got him, or who knows what? You know, um, did he know. did he pause did he pause too long in the middle of his one? Yeah. Did he, you know, <laughs> You, know, you yeah. never know what he's going to throw yeah. or how he's going to yeah, throw or whatever. Exactly. But, exactly. No, I, so, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree because um, I don't know how that stat. Yeah, I, I think I used that um, same piece of information on our last podcast. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it, 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 all those are great points. I mean, a Max Scherzer's got nothing to prove. Um, I mean, he's, he's playing with the, the pitch clock. You know, he's trying to deceive and, and figure out some things that way. He's not worried about, you know, is his, is his slider breaking the way he wants it to break. Um, he doesn't have to to do so much to make a team. And so, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a great point. I hadn't really thought of that. Um, at the same time, I mean, everybody else is doing it against these same pitchers and, and uh you know, he's, he's doing this well. Now you've got right. what 50 of the best hitters aren't in spring trainings anywhere. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're off playing somewhere else, but, um, or, or maybe more than 50. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think you can read a lot into that, but, but again, that, that goes to how does the team look at his quality? I mean, is he, when he's hitting 490 foot, home runs and he's got high exit velocities and you know mm-hmm. i we talked about uh, at least before we came on uh recording that he's got his first walk today uh right. does that say a lot about who he is is he not going to walk enough um i don't think he chases too bad i don't know what his what a, the chase rate out of the zone looks like this this spring but uh, obviously a very aggressive hitter but yeah it's <laughs> There, there's internal, um, there's internal measures that they're using, and they've given no indication that they don't love what he's doing. And so I, you know, I, I almost think they would speak a little, or even the, the people covering them, whether it's uh, Derek or or Katie or Jeff or John, whatever the guys that are there every day. There's they're not giving much of an indication that. Eh, he really doesn't have a shot, even though he's doing well. And so, you know, you've kind of just reading, reading everything. I think he really has to bomb these next two weeks to, to get sent down. But yeah, I I think so. Um, That, you know, that being said, these are the two weeks that, you know, as, 
as people start coming back from the WBC, as teams start mm-hmm. really starting to ramp up, as pitchers start to treat these as real games, you know, if he doesn't do well these couple of weeks, I think that's, you know, that is an indication that maybe he should go back to Memphis, right? Um, I don't know that this. he won't. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me ask this, because he's probably getting a better reception at the home, you know, home spring games than anybody else on the team. Do you think they factor that in, or are they just looking at performance? Because you and I both know they're gonna they're they're gonna look at well, maybe this is an opportunity to sell more <laughs> tickets or or uh, Jordan Walker jerseys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people are dying to see him play, uh, and and not at a at a clip since since Pujols, like you mentioned. I, I mean, I think that hype then was was very similar. And so, do you think that factors into it? I don't think it does much. Um, yeah, I don't either. Because, I mean, one, they don't even have Walker jerseys available. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. he won't, you know, he, he shows up, it'll be three months before they have him at the team store. So that's, that's not an issue. Um, well, here's, th- what, here's what's funny is that I actually, this is how much of a nerd I am. I went through this week and looked at all of the numbers that are available between mm-hmm. one and what, 51, 52. And there's like seven numbers available. Cause you know, he's not coming in with 67 or whatever he's wearing. That's well, not, I mean, if he number. wants to wear 70, that's fine. I mean, I think Packy would give it to him. So <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, it, it just like, I don't see when wearing 80 when he finally makes it, right. but, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, they don't. It's not like they're going to have those shirts within a week or so either. And I don't think that factors in. Uh, not uh, maybe one percent. You know, they can see that. Yeah. Hey, this is. And, and but I do think that excitement almost spills over to the, the not of the fans, but the excitement that he's generating with the fans is the same with with his fellow players. Um, sure. You know, I think they're well, they're excited to have him around. I think if he does, and if we're going back to that, you know, does it factor in, you know, opening day doesn't matter. You don't, you could put, yeah. you know, you and I could play and they're going to sell out opening day. Um, and <laughs> and early on, there. it's not, you know, yeah, it's, it's tradition. I mean, it's the Clydesdales, the Hall of Famers. Yeah. I mean, they don't even necessarily have to play a ball game that day and it would sell out. <laughs> um, in, in the early going, I think you get a lot of that too. I don't, you know, if Jordan Walker could could bump sales or excitement, you would hold him back until May or June, where some of the newness has worn off. Maybe the team has struggled a bit, and you know, all of a sudden, boom! There's Jordan Walker, and everybody's yeah. excited again. That's um, a good point. Yeah. So I think that's really what boils down to is yeah. I mean, does it help maybe a little bit, but. I don't think that I don't think there's any reason for them to make that decision or have that be part of their decision because it's yeah. this isn't this isn't Pittsburgh this isn't Tampa Bay <laughs> this isn't it's one of those places that struggles to get people in the seats you know the Cardinals are going to sell 35 40,000 tickets every night mm-hmm. uh, you know whether everybody shows up or not it's a different story but you know they're going to sell those tickets and so I don't think they have to do some of the marketing employees like, you know, 
make a big deal out of your prospect coming up to do, do yeah. that. Um, so I hadn't really thought but, about it until, until I asked the question. I completely yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's fair to, to think about, but I think there's some places would, but I don't know that St. Louis is that way, but um, you know, then again, you know, and I also think that St. Louis has never been one to juggle service time, which again is different than it used to be. Like you said, you know, if, if Jordan Walker comes up in June and still makes top three of the, um, of rookie of the year, then he gets to full year of service time anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, right. wh- why waste your two months that you're, you know, why, why not pay for the, get something out of those two months you're going to pay for. Um, well, and, and, and if there's and the, been a player, yeah. And, and if there's been a player that they've had over the last 20 years since, poo holes that's come up mm-hmm. and they want to sign to a long-term deal it's going to be him and so they're gonna they're gonna buy out at least those arbitration years and hopefully some free agent years or the, at least try and uh whether it's a, a magical offer that atlanta seems to get their players to agree to mm-hmm. or or something similar to what corbin carroll who's you know a top overall prospect and Jordan Walker's right behind him. So I think that's a similar situation. I mean, Carroll's got, you know, a handful of at bats at the major league level and Arizona showed a, a pretty strong commitment. Um, though the, the free agent years they bought out were, were in the $20 million range. And so the St. Louis do something like that somewhere in between the, those Michael Harris offers or, or what they gave Acuna years ago, um, I mean, I, I hope they do, uh, and I definitely can see that. And, and so that that also takes away some of that service time uh, discussion. Yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see how the how the Cardinals approach that because that has not been their history. I think I, we talked about this on one of the shows recently that you know they they signed Pujols to a deal, but it was even after like two or three years. I think it bought mm-hmm. out as arbitration mm-hmm. years. You know, they've yeah. not done the you know, the, the Carroll type of deal or the, you know, Evan Longoria who got a yeah, long-term deal right. like three days in yeah. his, his major league career, that kind of well, stuff. Well, and, and they, yeah, um, but they, they have shown, you know, after a year or so, they try to try to get a little bit of a, a discount on at least the, the arbitration years. I mean, they did it with Dion yeah. and Colton Wong and Carlos Martinez and yeah. those guys. And so you may not be buying out the, those expensive free agent years, but uh, you know, it, it, I, I can see them doing – I mean, again, there hasn't been a player like Pujols where I could see them wanting to do something like that And, and yeah. before this – this, I mean, Oscar may have been the guy if, if things had worked out differently mm. there that, that we all wish it had. But um, since then, um, Walker's the guy. And, 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 yeah. and I think his personality plays into it because they know that the fans will – well, I mean, again, we're getting into fan behavior and, and likes and all that. But I think when they're you're talking about keeping a guy around for a long time, I, I do think that that will play well. And and they just know his personality is 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 going to help him be successful too because he's. I, I don't think things are going to get to to him like they do. You know, some of the pressures mm. and, and things like that. Maybe so. Hopefully not. Um. So we've talked a lot about the, you know, the offense and things of that nature. The bull, the, the rotation was mm-hmm. one of the question marks going into this spring, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of, of a lot of older guys and trying to say, and again, Wayne Wright's been off. Michaelis has been off um, to the, to the WBC. 
but it feels to me like it's spring. It's all, all the caveats, but the rotation has been pretty good this, this spring, right? I mean, we saw Steven Matz today um, still, you know, kept the, the Marlins in check with what was, I think probably at least a good, a good representation of their lineup, which may say more about the Marlins than anything else. But, you know, George Montgomery's been strong. Um, we've seen really good stuff out of Jack. You know, it, it, you know, it's it maybe, you know, getting a little too high on the, on those kind of results, but you start seeing that kind of stuff and you start thinking, you know, that was the weak link of this team. And if that is getting this strong, then this could be something interesting. Yeah, I and I'm definitely encouraged. I, I I thought as long as the guys were healthy that we'd we'd have a solid five. Um mm-hmm. I you know, Jack is the kind of the maybe the difference maker in that. I mean, we kind of know what Michaelis can be. I, I, I really think his year last year was was not respected enough. And maybe because of that twelve runs he gave up in and, you know, ate some bullets for the for that, uh, the bullpen at that Colorado game. Um, but he was one of three pitchers that, that threw 200 innings in the national league last year. And, and Wayne White was, Wayne Wright was right behind him. He was in the one nineties. And so both of them, it, and that's with Wayne Wright's last six starts, you know, kind of being, um, not like the others that he had made prior to that, whether it was, you know, dead arm or the knee issue or whatever. Um, now we haven't seen him show what he did before that yet. Um, what he get up to 86, maybe in the, in his start in the world baseball mm-hmm. classic, maybe 87, 87. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think Jack is the guy that could really, you know, sit atop that rotation and, and he's shown some of that, um, still, uh, not, not consistent yet. Um, I think Matt's is, is fine as a back of the rotation guy. Um, I, I mean, I think it's there. It's all there. Uh, I think what's interesting you brought up earlier is is Dakota Hudson, uh, Jake Woodford. Are are they guys that you put in the bullpen or do you send them to Memphis? Um, mm. I really think Jake Woodford's underrated. I, th- I don't know that people. It seems like any job they've ever given him, he succeeded. You know, it might not be striking out guys. But it seems like he's always done well, whether it's spot starts or long relief or whatever. Um, I like him a lot more than Dakota Hudson. So do you, but do you almost quote unquote punish him and send him to Memphis to prep for that, you know, spot start or, or mm-hmm. take over the fifth spot for somebody that gets hurt? Or do you have Hudson do? I, I don't think there's really a need for both of them in the bullpen. Um, I don't like what Hudson would bring out of the bullpen anyway, but, um, yeah, I'm encouraged with, with the staff. And, and, and the thing is we've talked about all these guys that may be going to Memphis. Those are guys that are trade bait potentially if you need a starter in July. And and I think there's, there's a chance of some really good starters being out there in July and, and, you know, maybe you fix, the issue of four potential free agents out of your or three free agents and a retiree in your, mm-hmm. in your starting rotation by finding someone at the deadline, if you have to, um, you know, I, I do think that they'll lock up probably Michaelis, maybe Montgomery, 
Um, and I don't think it's out of the question long-term that Jack signs a deal at the end of the season. Uh, I think people write him off that he's going to the Dodgers or angels or whatever. And I, I think that's people just reading into his love for the Lakers and, and that he loves, you know, Southern California. Um, he's never shown the dissatisfaction with the Cardinals, even through the, you know, uh, the renewal of the contracts. It was always a thing, you know, he's, he's fighting against what, what the league rules are and what the CBA has more than what the Cardinals were. So I'm, 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 I'm hopeful that Jack takes that step up and is what he is in 2000, you know, what we saw in the second half of 2019 and, and really what you brought up earlier about not having normal Springs has, has probably affected him more than anybody. You know, he, he threw against mattresses in 2020 and kept having to ramp up only to, to have the games get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And that's when he started having arm trouble. And then you don't have a normal spring training and, um, you know, the next year or last year. And I, I just, you know, last year he didn't get treatment in the off season cause he didn't have access to the team doctors. And so, um, I'm anxious to see what he's going to be like healthy. And I think we'll see not the second half of 2019, but something similar. Well, hopefully so. I do think, though, I will say I agree with you in that that Jack is not does not dislike being in St. Louis. I do think it kind of goes along with what you're saying. He's going to become a free agent because yeah. and he's going to he's going to get the best contract he can right. get. It doesn't matter right. what team. Yeah. And I don't think if Jack Flaherty has a season like we think he can have this year, I don't think the Cardinals are going to be in that. Yeah, I agree. They'll talk with him. They'll they'll offer him a deal, but it's not going to be in the range of some of these others. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit surprised, honestly, that the Cardinals haven't done an extension yet. Um, you know, I mean, Michaelis has been gone, of course, but they could yeah. have done it beforehand. You know, Montgomery and uh, Montgomery's probably the only other real option, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but and I'm, I don't, I'm a you know, bit surprised they haven't done that. Yeah, I, and. I just don't know what Montgomery is yet. I don't know that he's mm-hmm. the guy we saw in the first six starts when he came over or, I mean, he's, he's 30 years old and he's never shown that he's a number two necessarily. Yeah. Um, so is he a guy that, you know, now on the flip side, he's left-hander, he eats innings. He, he's got some decent swing and miss stuff. Um, I think he'd be a solid number three, but what's what's the price tag of that i don't know and i don't know if they're comfortable doing that i i do think michaelis is the guy and i i think yeah you're right he hadn't been here so maybe that's why they haven't done it um could be but but i'd i'd like to see one guy locked up i mean i think a graceffo's got a real shot at at being in the rotation next year and so you you get one of these guys locked up mats and graceffo you've got to start i mean a lot of teams yeah. have to find two starters in an off season so yeah. um that'd make me feel a little more comfortable getting one of these guys locked up yeah i mean yeah because you technically have like the hudson and woodford but like you said <laughs> i mean yeah you know that's you, you want to be able world. to yeah yeah you want to be able to upgrade from that we'll see yeah see what they do well we've run our hour along so richard i'm Glad that you joined us. If you want to tell everybody again where we can find you in the show, uh, go right ahead. Yeah, uh, so uh, Plain Catch, 
um, it, it, podcast. That's that's our podcast. It, you can look it up, Father Son Cardinals. You can look it up, Playing Catch Cardinals. Uh, it's on Spotify and Apple both. Um, Twitter account is at at Playing Catch Pod. Um, I'm at uh, at Richard eighty nine. Uh, no, wait. See, I, I can't spill it out like you can at the start of your. You roll through yours so fast. At Richard McGill eighty nine. Um, Truman, the, the smarter and better looking half of, of our podcast is at Mosaic RBW. Um, we'll, we both are pretty active on Twitter, uh, a lot more so when the season's going on. So, and again, I, you know, I can't thank you enough for having me on. It's a, it's a real, I, I mean, I mean this when I say it's an honor that, that you're, you're, you and, and Alan have kind of set the, the standards for being positive and, 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 you know, just having great chemistry and, and it's, it's, you guys are somebody that, that Truman and I listened to often before we started it and have kind of, uh, been kind of a model for us. So, uh, and, and, a, with a long list, again, I don't think I belong on there with some of the guys you've had and, or have coming up, but, uh, uh, I've respected you for a long time and, and, uh, it, it was an honor for, for you to have me on. Well, I appreciate it. And we'll definitely do it again. Um, and look forward to listening to y'all as the summer rolls along and how, and and once we, yeah, once we start having guests, uh, which we will, uh, we want to get our feet wet, but we'll, uh, you'll, you'll certainly be the the first that we notify and ask. I'll I'll be glad to do it. Absolutely. So you're doing a lot of crossover um, work already. So I I do. do. (laughs) So people stick a microphone in front of me and I'll, I, they won't, then they, have to take it away from me so I, uh, <laughs> so um as i said next week uh ben godar ben humphreys from the cardinals off day podcast will join us uh but until then for richard i'm daniel good night tying run at second base in the air to right center this game is tied going to third is pujols and it's 9-9. They just won't go away.